Greetings, Commanders, and welcome to episode 280 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Tafaya, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinner Bar for this episode, we have our uh, Head of Health and Safety, Commander Edelweiss, Ben Mosswoodwood. I might be here, but I see also from looking at the that Stephen's here. Is he? No, he, he, he and Will are dancing. I can see them. Oh. They've not stopped. Fish dancing since since the, the live stream. They're just insatiable. Well, also pulling off some fantastic cutting on the dance floor, we have our deputy trade attaché, Commander Souverine. What up? Uh, we also have our um, Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. I was just looking at the fish dance and I was trying to think of the tune that goes with it and I've sort of almost come to the conclusion that the birdie song goes with the actions. I thought it reminds me of sort of um, the beginning of Austin Powers. Yeah, maybe, but you can't actually see them play with any fruit or anything. Oh, well, we'll next time we'll try and get them. Uh, on the live stream, we'll try and get them to dance with the fruit just to keep you happy, Shan. Speak for yourself, Shan. I am now picturing S- Stephen with fruit. What yeah, do you but, mean, a pineapple and a pen? Yeah, but ben, ben, a banana. Are, ben, you are the innuendo super spreader, aren't you? That's <laughs> oh. why is he on a bit of banana and two satsumas? Uh, I, I'm actually, I'm now remembering of, um, a very bad joke that I heard about what what do you call oh, an no. Italian proctologist? Oh God help us, we've already started. Go on. In a uendo. <laughs> I can't believe uh, Silvery naturally laughed at that. You know just, <laughs> you're just encouraging him. You've got to stop. I know, but I hate silences. I just, I just hate awkward silences. Well is Ben He's used to be used to awkward silences by now. <laughs> uh, we also have um, popping in, we hope, um, some of the Loose Screws podcast crew members. Um, we know that uh, uh, Kai will hopefully be popping by later. All depends on how he's doing at work. Uh, and uh, Tie and Tracks, I do know are, um, they're, they're about, but due to time differences, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see how things go. Um, if you wish you can join us live, we are we hanging out in-game? Because I know I haven't been able to today. I, I'm currently flying around the Lave system, but I'm actually just popping into Red Hope Acres, mainly because I can. As you can. So there you yeah. go. Uh, the Void Opal reward against Ben now stands at? It was actually, well, one could, okay, I'll let you guys decide this. Uh, last night I was flying to Shinata Desra. Um, and a certain commander, Dangerous.com, arguably claimed the bounty. Uh, no, the bounty has to be claimed live on air. Ah, oh, okay. yeah, you've got to you've got to kill him on air, folks. There's and two also, you two have hours to say, every Tuesday I claim the I claim the radio bounty. Otherwise, you know, it has to be. Uh, he, he was doing things in the name of the Kumo crew, I believe. He, he was doing what? He he was killing anyone who wasn't in the Kumo crew, in the name uh, of the Kumo crew. 
Oh, uh, if only he had said, I do this in the name of Lay Radio, he would have got his bounty. But oh. That looks oh, just pointless ganking, otherwise. <laughs> it's like, please answer the form within three rings and you get to it in four. Mm. Yes, that does happen. So, um, yes. Well, if you can't get to us in-game, you can join us at the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live, and you click on the live chat, or just go straight to Twitch TV slash laveradio, where you'll see uh, quite a few of us flying about and the wonderful um, dancing abilities of um, Stephen and Will, just in case. And of course, thank you to Commander Ventura, who is doing our tech tonight. No problem. Excellent. So we'll just quickly go around the team, see how everybody's, uh, what they've been up to in the game for the last week, uh, before cracking on with the news. So, Ben, what have you been up to? Uh, I've basically been resuming my gathering of materials that I started last week, well, I started last week and did things. Uh, So that's really about all I've been doing in-game. Out of game, did some stuff for, for Valentine's Day, but no one else needs to worry about that. It's none of your damn business. Uh, and avoided flooding. Ah, yes, avoiding flooding is a very good idea. Yeah. Um, I do have to point out that I had to cycle back in 30 mile an hour winds oh, with hails, with hailstones. <laughs> and basically, a, a basically bleeding face is what I've got at the moment. Ooh, so, yeah. Yeah. Souverine, yeah. uh, how have you been for the last week? Ah, tip top, thanks. Um, I have been... Uh, in uh, in real in real life, I've been to Newcastle and back. Um, the Suvet uh, occasionally drags me to Newcastle to stay with her mother, um, so we went off to do that for three nights over the weekend, which was fine. Um, and uh, she wasn't feeling very well, so we had a fairly sedate uh, couple of days, just lying around and reading and stuff. Um, it wasn't a shit party then. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't even a party at all. Um, and. Um, and we played Scrabble, and I think she cheated. Um, and then on the way back, I stopped off uh, at my dad's for a night uh, to see how he was getting on. Um, so I've just just been doing the rounds of parents, really. Uh, and then um, in-game, I've been... Uh, a friend and I have, have been out in the Pleiades um, fighting the good fight against the bugs, um, which has been so much flipping fun. It's just been so ah. good. Um, as I, I've been, um, I refitted my anaconda for AX, um, and it's got, it's got three, uh, it's got three AX multi cannons, uh, a Gauss cannon and a flat cannon. And, um, uh, and first of all, I, it felt a bit clunky and I didn't feel like I was, I didn't feel I could get much done. Um, and then I got used to it and I started getting to get into the, the swing of it. And, um, uh, and we were, we were sort of, we were, uh, holding our own in, in AXCZs, which is brilliant. I've only ever killed Thargoids in 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 Thargoid own like interceptor only instances, but this was the first yeah. time I felt like I was actually holding my own in a full full complex zone. Um, and it's just brilliant. It's so much fun. And I play in VR, so they're just whizzing all around you, and the the, the sound effects so good and so alien. Um, and uh, it's, it's, it wasn't a terrible learner either because the Vanguard, the um, the mega ship. Uh, yes. hands out 
missions. Uh, no doubt Colin's been doing it as well. And um, so I was earning, I lost my ship at one point. Um, I, I got a bit cocky and took on a Bazzi, um, which, uh, <laughs> which deleted me in short order. But apart from that, I was, I was earning, I was probably earning about 6 million per round trip. Um, and, uh, and doing stuff that was genuinely really challenging and, and, um, and, uh, and really stretching, um, skill wise. Um, so yeah, it's been brilliant. I've been really, really enjoying it. And now we have a, apparently we have a, a, a BGS battle to fight in Sag Island. So I'm, uh, probably about to fly back to the bubble to, to see to that, but it's been a, a very good week in game really. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I must admit that, uh, I was in the same system for you and, um, just quickly, I'll, I'll just cover this off because it just links up. On Saturday morning, I was probably in the same CZs that you've been in. And yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now that they've got the, the CZs working a lot better than they used to, um, I think there was about five or six other commanders in, from the anti-Xeno initiative there at the same time. Uh, so I just tagged along with them and we got up to the, the Hydra level. And it, I had to bug out because uh basically the uh, they got my ca- uh, canopy so basically it's mm. it's a quick run back to the station when that happens uh but the, oh it just felt like i missed out on the the grand prize just by this the slightest uh margin but yeah, yeah it's it is the the best now that they've got those cgs those um cz's working it is phenomenal especially it's so good people, it's some of the, the best the it's people. probably some of the best fun i've had in the game i think um, yeah, I, I would say it's certainly up there. As, as long as you've got a ship that can take it, then yeah, yeah, that's the big if, isn't it? I know that's the that's the problem. Um, um, the, just just quickly on the AXCZs, if you bug out, does it does it have a negative impact on the overall? Um, if you bug out of CZs in um, human wars, it counts as a loss. Is it the same for AXCZs or not? You know what? I don't know. Um, I do know that for every point that you get, you know, that there's a, a point where, you know, you knock off all the all the, the scouts. Yeah. At that point there, before the Cyclops comes in, you get a credit. Yeah. And, and that counts up. So I don't know when you bug out whether or not it causes a loss or not. Mm. I don't think it does. I can't imagine it does, because it, they're bloody hard. Well, otherwise, if you disconnected or your PC crashed or something like that, it would record a loss, wouldn't it? Because it would be an electric expected that's how it works yeah but shan that is how it works with human wars if you fight a bgs war um against a faction um the in order to to disincentivize deliberately um like like bugging out of czs before you book a loss um if you bug out the game logs it as a loss so if you fight a cz and win it you get one point up for that tick if you then go and fight another one and bug out before it resolves that chalks up a loss and you're back at zero. Um, so it, 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 that's the game already has a precedent for that, but it wouldn't, it's not obvious that it would do the same for the AXCZs because, um, because obviously it's not, it, it's like, yeah, that's what I was driving at because it's yeah. not, it's, it's a, it's an internal BGS as opposed to a player. Yeah. BGS. Yeah. Mm. Worth looking into anyway. <clears throat> It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I must admit, every single time I've come back from one of those, my personal standing with the Pilots Federation has always shot up. It's one of those yeah. invisible stats, but apparently I'm an ally. 
<laughs> yeah, me too. It's um, it, it feels like a look behind the curtain because it looks a lot. It looks slightly buggy. The um, the I think there's a space missing from Pilots Federation. Um, mm. and um, and it looks like your, it looks like a stat that is not supposed to be, to be public. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it looks like a, a developer variable. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, uh, how has your head been? Has it has it come down to a normal size now? Because your um, loose screws interview was not too long; it came out less this week. Today is the first day that I haven't thrown a television out of a window. <laughs> so, I think we're getting there. We're getting there. If you driven your car into the pool, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I already did that. I had to get a pool put in really quickly, um, but uh, but yeah, now we got that done. Yeah, that paddling pool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> paddling pool. <laughs> it was a reliant robin, and it's a paddling pool. But I got it done. God damn it! <laughs> okay, Shan, you been up to this week? Um, yeah, I've been floating around uh, Thargoid CZs as well, um, testing some builds out. Um, just basically killing, killing Thargoid really in game. Uh, out of game, um, had. Quite a really good weekend, really. Uh, went to see some old friends of ours from university on the Saturday and Sunday. Uh, but we also went to uh, Coventry. That's where we both went to uni. And, um, yeah, we spent Valentine's Day, Mrs. Shan and I, at, uh, at the same restaurant as we spent our first Valentine's Day 30 years ago. So we, we it was like, yeah, it was the 30th anniversary of us going out. We'll start dating. Ooh, how very, how Thank very you. romantic. Um, what have you done with Shan, and when can we have him back? <laughs> I'm a hopeless romantic, I'll have you know. <laughs> Just not in, not in the, not in that's, the game. That's why Colin was asking, "What have you done with Shan, and when can we have him back?" <laughs> yeah, we get that you're a really romantic person, but we're just really curious as to what you've done with our crew member. Well, the crew member has a heart too, so you know, just <laughs> one day a year. No, there's something I could see at that, but would probably get into so much trouble. Anyway, um, just quickly, I mean, obviously in game this week, uh, I've been uh, down in HIP. Was it one six eight one three? Where? The Thargoids have now been cleared from that system, I'm afraid to say. But yes, I've been running mission and a Thargoid massacre missions there, going into the CZs, really getting um, my teeth into some some nasty bugs. Uh, unfortunately, I've, I've come across a couple of bugs. So did, did you manage, did you see um, the bugs where uh, sometimes the Thargoid scouts would disappear? Uh... They'd, just, they'd, be, they'd be on your scanner. But you can't see them. You can shoot at them, but you do no damage. No, I, I didn't have that. I did have the. Oh. I did have the bug, um, the phantom swarm bug. Um, oh, what's that? It's where you. Um, it's where I think it's either where there's a a swarm on the scanner, but not in the game, or there's one, or there's one rendered in the game, but not on the scanner. Um, and it's um, it's not it's it's no biggie because it doesn't it doesn't damage you, but it's confusing and it means that you waste ammo. Um, and I, I, but then I, I'm sort of, I'm, I'm only 80% on, on bugs generally because, um, because they're difficult to replicate and, um, uh, and things get confusing in the heat of battle, but I'm pretty sure that happened twice, um, of 
I could see a swarm and my wingmate could not. And, um, and then it turned out to be a, a sensor ghost. Let's put it like that. Yeah, it is quite annoying, those kind of bugs. Um, personally, though, I'm afraid to say that we've had a bit of a bunny emergency over the weekend. Um, we took our, our bunny up to the vets, um, trying to, you know, he didn't, you know, he, was, he was due for some injections, but he was, he seemed to be limping and we didn't know why. So we took him up and said, can you have a quick look at him? And we lifted him up and basically his tummy and his legs were all burnt. Jesus. Yes. Um, on, he had On what? Uh, basically his own wee. Uh, he had a high calcium in his bladder, which turns the, the wee um, basically into almost acid. So effectively it burnt the poor little bunny's legs and, and tummy. It sounds so, like your rabbit is becoming a xenomorph. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's feeding him too much kale, apparently. Because uh, wow. kale is very high in calcium, and it's his favourite food. So of course we gave him lots of kale. And um, yes, he. Uh, um, so he's been in the, the vets for the last couple of days. He's, he's now practically next to me by the computer desk, looking very sorry for himself. Uh, and it'll be a couple of days before we we can put him back out in the hutch again. Uh, but um, can't you just give him if, some Remigel or something? Oh no, if he's, he's any. Comfort, Colin. Um, your your rabbit has not suffered for anything uh, for no reason, because Mrs. Sham loves trying to feed us kale, and I can go. Colin's rabbit ate too much kale and burnt <laughs> itself on its wee. So unless you want me to burn myself on my wee, can you stop feeding me kale? <laughs> Until, well, I take it you're in Mrs. Jack could be excused for then asking why you were urinating on your own legs and tummy. It's his incontinence pants. It just soft spreads it around. <laughs> <laughs> it burned through my catheter, mummy. <laughs> oh, we're going to pay for that one. <laughs> Uh, no, but uh, seriously, then our poor little rabbit. He had, uh, apparently, what happens if they get too, too much calcium in their diet? Uh, yes, it, it basically turns their their wee into to acid and it burns them. Uh, so he's been in the vets for the last two days. So how um, can you tell? Because there must be a tipping point. What do you mean? You, you have. Tell? Well, there must be a point that becomes too much calcium. And oh, yeah, okay, the, yeah, so do you like have to put a little strip underneath it every time it wheezes? No, see? no, no. Well, uh, what happened in this? Well, I mean, he's he's four years old, and we've been feeding him kale for the last four years, and there's not been a problem. And then all of a sudden, uh, last Thursday, I noticed he wasn't wasn't hopping around as happy as he used to. Uh, I thought, well, okay, we'll we'll take him to the to the vets on Saturday, and though that forty eight hours. Um, during that time, it had it had basically burnt him, and we th- we thought something was wrong. And then the, the vet just lifted him up, and you could just see the damage that had been done. And I, th- I think uh, almost had the missus in tears, to be honest, and almost had me so in tears. Do you have pet insurance? Yeah, we got pet insurance because it's a good job because it it was very very expensive for one one small. I was going to say, would you would you like? Make a pie out of the rabbit and then get a new one if it's like too expensive. <sighs> At least Shan's back. Yep, Shan's back. 
So this the, that he managed to find that romantic soul, shoot him, and come back in time. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, yeah. So that, that's been my um, family drama for the last for the last couple of days. Um, uh, the bunny is on the mend for all those who are uh, uh, interested in in. We want a we want a bunny update every week now, Colin. A bunny update from now on. Oh, oh, oh all right, fair enough then. Right. Um, let's see. Shall we move on to the development news? Well. Yes. Right. So, uh, first of all, there had been a little bit of a uh, misunderstanding, I think. Um, FD had started putting out Wish You Were Here postcards um, in their Twitter feed. And one of them was go to uh, MyCap PW-GC12-6. And... um, with the picture of what looked like something alien there. Uh, but it turned out that there was nothing new there. I mean, that's basically one of the the things you can discover that's already in the codex, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was uh, a pinnacle tree. Is that the one that's called? Yeah, I, mean, I, I haven't actually seen any of these yet because I haven't actually gone out exploring. Like I said, I, I was the one that stayed in the bubble fighting the Thargoids while you all went off on Distant Worlds too. So, yeah, I haven't seen one of those before, so I thought that was new. However, the reaction on Twitter and on the forums was quite uh, grumpy, where Paige had to actually turn up and say, um, listen, it's there's nothing actually there apart from what's on the screen, because everyone was desperate to have, for something to be there. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what's on, the, what's on the postcard is actually a fairly weird... It's a it's a, a, a lesser-known alien life form anyway. Mm-hmm. It's one of those space-based life forms. Um, it doesn't... Uh, I th- yeah. It, I, I'm surprised that players thought that there was some big new mystery because um, I, I personally hadn't seen those life forms before, but, um, but I'm sure that's because of my cave-dwelling nature rather than, rather than <laughs> a big reveal. Um, so it, it certainly doesn't. I, I I didn't look at that and think, "Ooh, new content." I just thought, "Oh, Frontier doing the normal, showing off the game on social media thing." Yeah. I mean, on the subject of of Paige, um, she's announced what she's doing after she leaves the uh, Frontier uh, after the Frontier live stream on Thursday. Um, she's going to become a full time content creator on Twitch, so you'll be able to follow her at Twitch. Uh, dot tv stroke uh, stroke or arthremus a r t h r e m i s so um if if you've liked page in the past then uh, it'll be quite interesting to follow her uh, she'll probably start off with mass effect <laughs> so do we know what she's actually streaming or will it be a number of titles she enjoys she hasn't gone into any further details about that. She's just said that this is what she's doing. And, you know, good luck to her because um, it is a bit sort of... Uh, if, if you you um, see some of the other streamers out there that, that do it full-time, and I'm, I'm going to put out, uh, you know, Dan... Oh, Commander Dan, who was who did some of these fantastic parodies that Psycho Cow's jealous of. You'll, you know, you'll have heard him when he's done For the Mug and, and those kind of things. Um, uh, he does streaming full-time and he's found it, um, he enjoys it, but 
the amount of effort that you've got to do to keep your profile up and people subscribe is it's a lot. It, I would, very, uh, it looks exhausting. It looks totally I know. exhausting. It's, well, it's, it's the opposite the, of I'm going to play a game to relax, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I mean, it's like these YouTube content creators. They, they have to put in content out almost every day, if not every day, because I, I can imagine it'd be exhausting. This yeah. is like, I, I'm bad enough trying to come up with stuff to do every Tuesday, let alone every day. So, <laughs> you know. Twice a week, yeah. they say, is the, is the sort of is the minimum for, for, for building up a decent following. Um, oh, no, no, twice um, a week at least. I no, mean, that's what I said, twice a week. Oh, is it? All right, sorry. I um, apologize. No, no. And um, uh, I, being, so, sometimes you just don't feel like playing a game. Um, and uh, presumably you can't just switch between whatever game state you're fancy. But presumably audience get, audiences get fairly used to seeing you play something and tune in for that thing. And it's yeah. awfully hard as well to, I mean, there are some games you, it's very difficult to interact with your audience and play the game. Hmm. Because they're so involved on certain, you so much focus on screen, you just don't have the chance to look at the chat until you're either dead or in between missions. And that isn't really the interactivity hmm. that people watch you for. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the advantages of um, uh, streaming Elite Dangerous is because there are periods of, you know, flying between place to place where you can catch up with the chat and you can t- discuss things with, with people. Um, I mean, one of the reasons uh, I've stopped Top Shift is, for the moment is because basically it's so time demanding uh, and, you know, as much as, as um, I mean, see, Asidian Ant does, what, two, three videos a week at the moment? I think that, so. would, that would kill me. I, d- I don't know how he manages to do to, Put it, put it all together. No, to be Colin, it wouldn't kill you. Your wife would kill you for putting out two, three videos a week. <laughs> Can we try, Colin? Colin, do it. Do it a couple of days a, uh, yeah, a week for about a month, mm-hmm. and if you die, mm-hmm. we'll know it's <laughs> correct and it will kill you. Then thanks. Um, uh, always nice to have people well, looking out for my welfare. It's, it's the science. It's important. It's the science. That'd oh, be such a millennial way to die, wouldn't it? <laughs> Just make sure you make put the bunny in a safe place first. Yeah, <laughs> and do it, it live on stream. Do it live on stream. Yeah. <laughs> His videos were too calcium concentrated, and he burned himself <laughs> to death on them. Yeah, not enough salt. So <laughs> <laughs> the most millennial way to die since that man choked on an avocado. So, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Do any, anyway. of you, um, do any of you watch Twitch streamers here? I, I do occasionally watch Dan. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there's Bognosis. Uh, and, uh, of course, there's uh, Malik VR. He, he's, he's always good for uh, just watching how he, he does the VR. How he manages the chat while in VR is phenomenal. Uh, and if, if Sick tools. That's what he uses. He has some and, sick tools. If, if you're into your felt, there's always Commander Jack Little. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a very it's a it's it's a hard um, it's a hard pod uh, video cast to leave that one, but that could be the Velcro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I tend to watch uh, 
elite streamers who aren't who aren't particularly well known or are just starting off in the game. Just to kind of yeah. even though there's only sort of four or five viewers at the most, you know, it's just kind of nice to let them know someone's there and even if that person's sham. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, what it means is I can tell them to do stuff. Like um <laughs> you get extra kills if you shoot the space station. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm twenty percent of your audience, damn it. Listen to me. <laughs> and of course there's Colo as well, because um uh, She's um, for all. Uh, she, I mean, for all her viewer numbers, which are normally triple hours at the when we broadcast, uh, she still maintains that that fantastic level of enthusiasm, which mm. uh, I must admit, as old cynical gets, we've we've kind of lost. <laughs> I know. Yeah, listening to the I'm new is so, uh, so sobering. Thank you very much. I'm very enthusiastic, thank you very much. I was so enthusiastic on the Frontier live stream. Couldn't you tell? Yes, that's because you were you were spoiling it and breaking the rules, which always makes you happy. I was not breaking any rules. Will uh, Will said I wasn't breaking any, any rules, so there. Hashtag Shan's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, talking about that, there has been an update to the rules. A, a certain young Miss Harvey has created, or has suggested creating an anti-Stephen um, Benedetti ball thing. Okay. That um, really does roll off the tongue, doesn't it? It really does. It's an anti-Stephen ball. Yeah. Or something. Where, basically, instead of de- delivering brandy to Stephen stations, you deliver cat-related items to Stephen stations in the hopes that you will attract cats to Stephen stations. Thereby sabotaging them all. Then he becomes Cat Stevens. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. If 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 you wanted to be nasty, then the best thing. Um, it's a pity they got rid of the alien artifact um, sabotage <laughs> mechanic because that could be the alternative, couldn't it? Oh, that's just bugging yeah. up everybody's life. <laughs> it's sabotage all the Steven stations. <laughs> I can't believe All of a sudden, that. have you noticed that Shan's ears probably have pricked up at that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, um, you know, got, got, got me thinking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, um, unless someone can come up with the um, the anti-Shan, or otherwise known as the Billy Groats Gruff approach, then we're, we're quite sure we'll, we'll just... Um, unfortunately, we still have a, another little bit of bad news. Um, Dr. Ross, who um, is, is one of the heads of the Render team at Elite Dangerous, has unfortunately decided to hand in her uh, uh, her resignation as well. Um, for those of you who know Dr. Ross, um, she was also instrumental in uh, dealing with a lot of the Stellar Forge, which generated the galaxy in the first place. Um, so obviously, um, she says she's done it reluctantly. She's done it for personal reasons, nothing to do with the game it, it, itself. Um, and we know that uh, she's going through a lot of um, life changes at the moment. So, I mean, we wish her well. I mean, anybody got anything to say on that? Yes, I think I'll be missed. I, I know, I know. Um, people leaving and joining as part of the natural order of running a company. You know, there's always people who go and always people who join. Um, but I so enjoyed uh, Dr. Ross's 
um, discovery scanners and things like that. So I think they'll be missed. I'm sure they're perfectly capable and qualified people who will take their place, but it, they just had a, a way of making very complex subjects understandable. Hmm. Uh, well, um, Will's actually jumped on, ironically enough, the Loose Screws podcast's uh, Discord, where Commander Turner got a little bit worried about uh, Dr. Ross leaving. Um, did I say Dr. Turner? Or did I say Alec Turner? I can't remember. You said Alec Turner. Turner. I did say Alec. Okay, anyway. Alec was worried about Dr. Ross leaving and got into a bit of a conversation with everybody. And Will was actually nice enough to drop in and said... Just in case, as I'm sure you know, but there's always a whole team around this sort of things. We share knowledge, skills, we hire new folks, and where skills are lacking uh, and are needed. Uh, while it's extremely unfortunate to see Kay leave, it doesn't mean that what that what Kay has been responsible for isn't being looked after. Um, I then went off and cheekily asked, please, 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 please tell me that Dav is staying. And Will did confirm that I haven't heard that Dav's leaving, therefore he's staying. Um, I did offer Will some whips and chains after that just to make sure of it, but apparently I was being told that I was being a bit kinky. Um, Will's also so enthusiastic to announce that they have two, that's two, community managers starting soon TM. But unfortunately, they'll not be there in time for the 24-hour stream. Oh, right, two. Well, I mean, uh, that's not... Uh, exclusive to Elite Dangerous, so that's just two... It's community. not. It's, just two, it's two CMs. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, we'll, but it's nice to know that Dav's staying as well. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, I must admit, you imagine the panic when the, if that Oh, happened. Christ, yes. <laughs> yeah, D- Dav is God. Dav is Mr. Servigate. Yes. Um, I, I, here's a question for you, right? Okay. Right, K created the universe. Uh-huh. Dav maintains the forum, maintains the servers. Right. Who is God? Ah, we can. It can be a pantheon. We don't. It doesn't need to be monotheistic. Can can it? Can it really? Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah, but I like Braven. Yeah. yeah exactly. Well, so Braven is a bit like Odin, then, or something. Yeah. So okay, okay I can. Also, you go with the Norse yeah. gods, then. I think everybody oh. else go with the classic Greek. <laughs> but um, no, I, I'm more into Thor and things at the moment. I thought everybody was. David Braben does have a real sort of Viking. Field, I think. <coughs> Mike Brooks has a Viking feel to him. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. Will is no. almost certainly Loki. Not as Thor as Zach. Zach. <laughs> who's, who's Loki? Will or Zach? No, no. Um, Ed was was Loki because he's now been banished. Mm, yeah, but Zach's always been the cheeky, mischievous one. Well, all I can say is not as Thor as my rabbit. So there you go. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, to. You had to put a Thor joke in there somewhere. Ah, <laughs> uh, dear. Anyway, moving on from um, that sad news. Um, well, we've we've had a little bit of the in-game events. The like I said earlier, the Anti-Xeno Initiative have managed to basically reduce the Thargoid threat. To there's now there's only one system in the Witchhead Nebula, which um, where you'll find um, a Thargoid invasion. Uh, the Eagle Eye Network has not reported anything new, so we don't know if there's any infestations anywhere. So I think it's going to be a case of wait till Thursday and find out. Um, Operation IDA, or IDA, we still haven't worked out which it is. 
Um, they've started work on a new system, which will be their a hundred and second station repair. Um, so if you just give me one minute, then I will uh, pull that up. Uh, here we are. Yeah, they are working at Hook. Oh no, they've completed Hook Gateway, uh, and uh, yes. I think that's about it for the moment. So uh, we'll obviously catch up with uh, Operation Ida at one at a later point. Okay, um, I think what we'll do is we will take a break with some adverts and then come back uh, uh, with our main topic. Before you get all sorts here, smells like it too. Mirth, horrible stains, marigolds. Look at that! There you go. Don Kedick. It says here. Next. My dear man. Cox. Like an obese child. No. Keybag. What? What have you It's the 34th century. What the fuck's that? Patient. Nada. Sounds with Jesse. Because it is, Michelle. This is Beyond Dockers. Dockers. Beyond Dockers, a mockumentary podcast available at bs-dockers.com. Also on iTunes. On the far side of the bubble. On the dark side of an airless moon. On the slightly more interesting side of a ravine. There lived the engineer. The engineer can make your lasers more powerful. Your engines speedier. And your gas tank really, really big. What do you want? I want fish. Wait, what? That's right, fish! Carp, char, chub, jack, loach, crabby, muckabait, prickleback, sole, snook, snake, tang, wahoo, wapagum, banjo, banga, snook, sole, shad, scat, come on by with the long nose cat, noodlefish, nibblefish, northern squaw, hooma, hooma, nooka, nooka, wapa, wapa. What about Swedish fish? Why the hell not? Thanks, mister. You're in the wrong commercial. Well, shit, fish, because, you know, space. And welcome back. Well, we're going to have a bit of a uh, cross-promotion here because we have on the line from across the pond the American equivalent of Live Radio. Um, we have Kai from the Loose Screws podcast. Uh, so for, the, for those of you who want the, your elite dangerous delivered with a bit of hillbilly, um, <laughs> these are the guys to talk to. So how are you, Commander Kai Zen? I'm great, man. How are you doing today? Not too bad. Um, now, at the moment, we've got you pulled over the side of the road uh, while, while we take part in this little discussion. Um, and it's it's mostly to do with the open letter that um, uh, you put out in the forums. Uh, was it Monday or late Sunday evening? Uh, yeah, it was Saturday afternoon, uh, America time. So it would have been late evening your time. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, obviously, uh, 
paraphrasing here because obviously if you're going to read out the whole thing of it, we'd be Ugh. here for, for the next two hours. But just quickly summarise what the uh, what the letter was about and uh, the reaction that's been to it. Sure. Um, well, real quick, I just want to clarify a point because everybody keeps referring to my open letter on the forums and my post on the forums. This is definitely not my post on the forums. This is, as far as I'm concerned, this is the community's uh, sort of post because the, the situation arose. Uh, not, I'm not, fairly sure it says Commander Kaizen is yes. right there at the top. Fair, Saturday, fair 7:34, post number one. So, so here, <laughs> just here's saying. The, right, but it didn't. It didn't uh, sort of come up in a vacuum all week. All of us have been lamenting. I've heard it on, I heard, I mean, the germ of this part of it came from Lave Radio. I heard you guys lamenting sort of the lack of, of, of Galnet coverage. I heard, you know, Commander Burr and the Burr Pit and Witch Space News talked about it. Um, and, 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 uh, you know, um, just everyone. I mean, I, I'm, I'm leaving people out. Obsidian Ant talked about it. Everyone talked about it. And then we were talking about it on last week's episode last Thursday night and Ty said something that really struck a chord with me where he just said, man, it just feels really, really weird and something feels off about this. So that was sort of one thing that was bubbling around in my head. And then the three wise men of elite, uh, Atris 5060, Watherspoon and Shan sort of delivered me this little gift of the Polygon article, as you mentioned, that uh, I guess Shan found it in in uh, Guild Wars two something, everyone take a drink, and then <laughs> and then uh, he he passed it to Watherspoon, who then shared it further to Atrus fifty sixty, who then posted it on the Loose Screws Discord, and so all of this just sort of bubbled up, and I had in me this whatever this germ of an idea, and 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 I kind of it was just kind of bouncing around in my head for a couple of days and then I had to get it out. And then when I got it out, uh, it was very long and rambly and absolute shit. And I looked at it and I thought, man, this needs a lot of work. So I reached out to my good friend, uh, Souverine from, uh, well, I mean, you may have heard of him. He's the uh, editor of, uh, Sagittarius I magazine among others. And, uh, and Uh. you know, like, Legit, I, I I watched. I was in a Google Doc watching, uh, and I was out there in Hip sixteen eight thirteen killing Thargoids, and watched for like forty minutes while this guy doctored up my mumbling, you know, uh, Marine Corps four to eight letters is my total vocabulary, and he turned it into the document that you that you finally saw. So it was definitely not a thing that I just created on my own. Every, there were so many people that were involved in this. So just real briefly, what it is, is saying that we lament the loss of Galnet, that, that uh, as of January 14th was the last post that was made in Galnet News. And as a result uh, of the mechanic that, whatever new post comes in pushes the old post one back and then all posts rotate out of circulation after 30 days there as of february 14th there was officially no news on galnet no news to be found in a 
one-to-one recreation of the galaxy that has millions of stories and a vast plethora of content creators and maybe the richest backstory of any IP that I can even think of going all the way back to 1984 and the Dark Wheel novella. So as a, as a result, uh, everyone is, has, has been feeling this, and I think it's left our galaxy a little less rich and a little less alive. So I posted this long rambling thing that, that uh, Suverine edited into something that's semi-coherent, and it said we would like, number one, to, to reverse the decision to give back uh give us back the quote unquote fluff pieces from uh, that were taken out after people. uh, I think the excuse or the reason that was given was that there were people that were upset after the Gan Romero incident. Uh, I don't know to what extent I, I never saw any outcry in the forums at that time that was extensive about that. There's always going to be people that feel some way about anything, but I honestly, I honestly personally feel that it was more, of a decision that was made of redirecting their available resources and just choosing as a company that their direction was going to be to go away from that. And I, I remember listening to Lave Radio at the time and hearing Suve lament about it. Uh, at the time, it, everyone felt both disheartened but also confused because... The question was like, well, okay, this sounds like bad news, but it might not be bad news because they're saying there's going to be concrete stuff coming. And so like maybe, you know, so I think everyone kind of took a wait and see attitude of like, well, well, like the charitable people took a wait and see attitude of like, well, let's see, maybe this will be okay. And I think that now, you know, this is that that was last August. And I think we're several months in now. And I, I. I'm finding it personally not to be okay. Yeah. So I, I, I listed some things and said like, you know, so I, I literally pulled up Steven's uh, article uh, or, or post in the forums that he post, posted when they first turned it off. And I responded sort of to that point by point. And I tried to be um, respectful and concrete in my criticism of the decisions and offer uh, alternatives where they say like, well, we'll still be covering these things or we'll still be talking about this, that, and the other, and we're going to bring you, you know, good things. I highlighted the fact that we've had nothing for over a month and then listed a whole bunch of things that I feel would have met the criteria that he used in that post and asked if we could please get that back. So sorry for the long answer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, after a lot of debate on the forums where I think everybody acknowledged that and this and Suverin can take a bow for this, that the uh, the the it was it was well for it was well, the arguments were well presented and were presented in such a way which wasn't inflammatory, unlike uh, incidents in the past. Um and we did get an eventual response today, which I must admit, um, it just re-emphasized what they said before. The the um, the team that handles this kind of stuff is very small. They don't uh, they're, they're working full time on something uh, that's coming, and they can't afford to divert it, which uh, is understandable in a way from a development point of view. 
the problem is, uh, and I'm not quite so sure how everyone else feels about this, but it makes the feel the game feel empty and basically, yeah, yeah, completely. Um, I think um, uh, I think Kai's being a little bit generous. Who's I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't contribute very much to uh, to the post beyond some commas and full stops and and that sort of thing. Um, it was exceptionally one of the nicest, most well written pieces of thoughtful feedback I've seen for years. Um, I, I, I think um, I think that point about it being uh, August that they announced that they were scrapping the um, the narrative um, and everybody taking a wait and see attitude is it's, a, it's really useful to be reminded of that. Cause I didn't realize it was that long ago and you're absolutely right. We did all take a let's wait and see attitude um, because the way it was posited was, I think, I think somebody at the time wrote, I think it might have been Ian Dingwall wrote that um, actually we were going to see more news stories um, slightly less than, um, than we'd been seeing, but, um, but more that were related to what people were actually doing. Um, and um, uh, and that could have been a really good thing. So we did all take a let's wait and see. This might not be bad. Um, and then lo and behold, uh, we get to 2020. And uh, sorry, oh, there's a bit of noise in the background. Um, and uh, and absolute radio silence, complete radio silence. So so I think that reminder is overdue. That actually, yes, it we we did expect it to be. Um, we, we we did give it the benefit of the doubt, and and um, and that has been proven wrong. I think it is, as you said, it is a shame. I mean, in, in some ways, I can see the point about people being disappointed when this event ha- happens in Galmet and it, then it's not in game. Because uh, I remember reading about the Silver Comet many years ago when the game first launched and how it was this amazing pilot with this amazing ship. And if you see the Silver Comet, basically you're dead. And of course, it was based on a a short story, but I was kind of hoping there was something like that in game and it wasn't just background fluff. So I can see there is a sense of disappointment when something that captures your imagination isn't in game. However, I think it's got to the, it got to the point where you knew unless it was a connected to a CG, it wasn't going to be in game. So then it just became flavor. So I yeah I think think the worst thing about this is that the fact that they've also cut both the CGs and the interstellar initiatives as well, which means that there's there's less content for the community to do, and because that's the only thing they were going to report on Galnet, Galnet goes dead. It doesn't. The, the, what annoys me is this idea that it's a binary thing. That it's either loads of fluff or radio silence. It really doesn't need to be. You know, um, it, there is a middle ground in which um, in which the stories that are being told are, are useful and meaningful and, and have relevance to to what people are actually doing. Um, so, and can. would you have preferred, for example, for Galner articles to be a player submitted? And the, one of the CMs or who, or someone like that just make sure they are okay from editorial and appropriateness view. And it would then be issued out. So effectively, instead of having teams of writers writing the Galnet, it then becomes open to the community to provide 
fluff in the background story? It's a good, well, yeah, it's a good question. Um, the, um, I, th- I think the, uh, my answer to this is probably fairly unexpected. Um, but I, I think that, um, actually that was, that was scrapped for probably quite a good reason. And there are, and if it was to be reinstated, it would need to be, um, there would need to be more, um, it would need to be slightly different to the way it was back in 3301 or whatever. Um, Colin, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, I think Steve Kirby, when when they actually cancelled that, they, they said, um, you, for those of you who don't, don't know, you used to, player groups used to be able to submit their own uh, CGs. And they, they, uh, they were quite a lot of them. And a lot of the effort was taken up by them sorting through the ones, seeing which ones were appropriate, then double checking to make sure that the you know there was a whole load, there weren't any issues with them. I mean, one of my replies uh, to um, Kai's uh, uh, Kai's thread explained that you know they've got to do some serious checking every single time uh, one of these things come out, and on top of that, they've got to do translations, which ain't cheap. Uh, and I know a lot of people just say, but it's just text in a box. We don't know how much is actually involved. And that's, that's the problem. Uh, Slightly, but I feel like this, uh, I feel like the, the point of, oh, well, it's probably really hard is, is, is too much of a get out. Like it was, it was managed for three years, four years, perfectly happily. We, you know, this is a recent development. It was something that, Frontier managed to manage to keep up with for at least three years when the team was smaller. The team is now the largest it's ever been, and and then they can no longer do it. It's um, it's it's clearly not because um, writing two three hundred word articles per month per per week is too hard. It's it's clearly not because they managed to do it when they were a much smaller team. Um, I I'm really really wary of these. Oh, it's probably hard. Therefore, we should give them a free pass thing. If it's hard, people should explain that it's hard and why it's hard. I didn't Sorry, I, was I, wasn't, I wasn't having a go at you. I didn't say it was hard. I just sort of said it was time-consuming, and that's different. That's true. Yeah, um, and, I think you know, the gone. It is a case of you know if you have a big developer, if you have, I mean, someone who is of Steve Kirby's caliber is a developer. You want him to be writing code. You don't want him to be checking um, bits of uh, fluff text to make sure it's okay. Um, I'm going to bring Kai back in here if that's okay. Kai? Thank you. Um, yeah, I just want to say that, like, I definitely understand the, the, the viewpoints of the people that say that this is hard or this is, uh, like, it is time-consuming, it requires effort, and I would just point out that um, the entire game sort of is a massive wonder of effort. It All of it is hard and, and time-consuming and has a lot of that needs to be done but the fact of the matter is is, as Suverine just pointed out these are things that were being done and what we're talking about here I want to be clear I'm not saying give me or or give us something new or the player base the people that are saying this aren't saying give us a new feature what we're asking for is please reverse the previous decision to limit the scope They're, they're literally diminishing what it from from a lore and story standpoint they're diminishing the content that they were previously providing and we're asking if it could go back to what it was 
And then other things as far as like other ideas, okay, that would be great. But at the very least, to be scaling back that sort of uh, coverage on what is, as Drew Drew Wagar uh, put on there, who he very very graciously both commented and tweeted in support of the of the post that um, elite has at its at its disposal it has an asset that that almost no other uh, intellectual properties on the market really have in the vast like sort of rich tapestry of lore and narrative that they have created going back to the 1984 game and that is a thing that can be used for for good but it's also a thing that if it's neglected will start to wither and i just as someone who loves the game so very much i do not want to see it wither shan do you want to come in there yes yeah i was reading through steven's response today and part of it that the reason they say was the people that were doing Galnet or were writing this content are now busy writing the content for the 2020 update. So, assuming that's correct, and we've got no reason to doubt it, it's not, would we rather have a delayed 2020 update or less content and law and substance around it or would we rather have a galnet through? Because getting writers and stuff does cost money and time, regardless of how we think it is. So it could well be, and yes, I am being a bit devil's advocate at the moment, but could it possibly be is that Frontier don't have the resources to do both? It's either 2020 with all the, maybe there's mission text in there as well. Maybe there's, Law items, whatever it is in the 2020 update that would be missing if they did Galnet. Okay. Um, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that in a bit. Um, ben, do you want to respond to Kai first? Oh, just thinking, you know, I agree with what Kai is saying about the law potentially withering and things like that. But saying this in the nicest way possible. Pete Wotherspoon read the Galnet news, so we didn't have to. <laughs> I, I don't want to... I hate... This sounds like I'm slagging off someone else's job or another team of people's jobs. And frankly, a lot of the Galnet news articles were boring to read. They were so drip-fed, we couldn't follow what the hell was actually going on. They didn't do anything in game, so there's a very there's a truism when you're telling a story. It's always better to experience the story directly through the person's eyes rather than he said she said. And this was all he said she said. This happened to this person. So bloody what? You know, it's always better if you can see that it's happening to if you can see what's happening. Yeah. Um. And whilst I, I I love a good narrative, I love a good story, Garnet News wasn't giving it. Um, so, frankly, let the thing die. Right. Okay, that's, that's a new interesting point of view. Sylv? 
Uh, two, yeah, okay, two things. One, um, the uh, I I actually think that maligned though it was, I actually think 2019 was one of the best years for narrative that Elite has had. Um, but we haven't um, had anything actually finished. Where's the ending of the storyline with Thargoids? Where's the ending of the story? None of that was in 20, none of that was in 2019. That's not what I'm talking. Where's about. the ending of the 2019 stuff, for that matter? It yeah. happened with the, the end of the gold corner. It ended perfectly satisfactorily. Um, yeah. The um, 2019 oh, people the, got chucked into a the okay. um, the the interstellar initiatives were, I think, four really that um, they, they started quite chaotic chaotically and the first one was had a few mistakes and um, and I certainly wouldn't I, I certainly wouldn't have continued um, signposting every single thing that was going to happen in them on the forum um, before it before before they yeah, started. stage one stage two I, yeah stage I think one. that was a mistake that but, was a mistake but that aside the interstellar initiatives um, by the end they were neatly they were neatly feeding into each other galnet was drip feeding um, Hints about what was to come while the while the previous one was winding up. Um, they had several points at which the players had a uh, an element of choice over over proceedings and um, and a say over over the narrative. Um, and the the whole thing. Every time I logged in and checked it, I felt like there were things happening in the galaxy. Events were going in a direction. I had some say over it. Everything that was being posted, they, it wasn't fluff. It was it was because they'd, they'd scrapped the fluff pieces by that point. It was all stuff that pertained to to my experience as a player. Um, I thought that was brilliant. The And this goes back to what I said earlier about it not being a binary thing between fluff pieces that have no relevance to gameplay and and complete silence. There is a middle ground in which there is some developer-led narrative um, that that impacts on what players do. And the latter half of of 2019 is, in my view, a not perfect but very good example of how to do narrative in in an online game. Um, The other point I was going to make is um, that, um, with regard to, to what Ben was saying earlier, um, the um, uh, the um, the fluff pieces. They uh, the, one. You know, it, it, all of these things are um, players are not a single united constituency, and every, and and everybody wants different things. And um, I think the I think Galnet as a as a format doesn't appeal to everybody. And um, and there are always going to be people who say like, oh, so what? I don't even read it. Um, and I know lots of people uh, who love Elite and don't get anything out of them out of Galnet and don't even read it. But I think the numbers are large enough who really play it for narrative and really love the story that it is, um, that it'd be worth investing in. Uh, Kai, do you want to, uh, come back in there? Oh, okay, sure. Um, well, I just wanted to say earlier it was brought up, like for some people, there was a situation of, of saying, you know, well, I wasted my time running around looking for, uh, the, the guy that the mechanic guy or I wasted my time looking for the comet or this that and the other the, the fact that these narratives can provide a sort of richer tapestry for you to enjoy in the world I definitely understand other people you know don't want it like like Souverine was just saying or someone was just saying that that it's like there are people that like it there are people that don't one thing that was brought up as a point in in the thread that that uh, multiple people brought up would be <clears throat> either the possibility of marking a uh, Galnet story with a little symbol or whatever to indicate, or just a little explicit whatever saying off camera, or or even a tick a box system where people that don't want 
the Gan Romero story or don't want uh, this story or that story or the other can literally opt out of it and, and, and not have it. But to say that it's like, well, not everybody likes this. For, for example, Ben doesn't, or uh, Commander Edelweiss doesn't like Galnet. Um, that's completely fine. But the fact of the matter is, is you could literally also say not everybody likes AX combat. So get rid of Thargoids or not everybody likes this or that or the other. The, the Great point, point. Of, Great point. Of, of creating a rich universe is that there are going to be many, many different flavors and not everyone has to like all of the flavors. But if you start getting rid of any of the flavors, whether it's one that I particularly enjoy or not, it leaves us all a little less rich. And the last thing I, I, I want to say on, on, on this real quick would be that thank God for Commander Watherspoon and Galnet News Digest because um, he is, is, is keeping things alive and I don't know how. So, God for yeah. He's making things up so we don't have to. <laughs> so FDEP doesn't have to. <laughs> yeah, Sean, do you want to jump back in there then? Yes, I was. Uh, again, I'm playing a little bit devil's advocate, but I'm also trying to think around the uh, the question. And I'm wondering if there had been lots of in-game content, new stuff for us to do, would um, outlets such as Sagittarius Eyes, such as Late Radio, such as all the other podcasts and all the other stuff that goes on, would we have made the content to fill in the gaps that Galnet has left? And because there isn't the content, the fresh stuff for us to talk about, if you like, the the, the gap left by Galnet is all the greater. I'll, I'll just answer that quickly rather than rather than wait my turn because I uh, can speak for Sagittarius Eye. Yes, we would. We would still have done it. Um, Sagittarius Eye doesn't... We don't seek to replace Galnet. And actually, I, I'd like to touch on this a bit later because lots of people, I keep seeing people saying, oh, why, don't, why not just let Sagai do it? Um, we, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't seek to replace Galnet and um, fulfill a different function and view ourselves as complementary to rather than a re- replacement for. Um, and um, we would absolutely um, make the same amount of stuff if... Um, uh, whether or not Galnet was was there or not, and actually, it's it makes our lives a lot harder when there is no when there are no narrative breadcrumbs um, that are formally laid out for us to to build content around. But do you think Frontier are sort of hoping that people like Sagai and these screws and everyone else, everyone else like that will just jump in? And they, fill I don't, the no, I, I don't. They I don't. In the past, to be honest, they, they, um, surely if that was the case and they thought that we were worth it, we'd get more. Um, people listening to us, and as far as live radio is concerned, um, we don't have any special hotline into the development team. No, we don't. We we can talk to the community managers, but um, as far as sort of a direct line to Dav or or any of the uh, the team, uh, we don't have that. We're just like everybody else. I don't. I don't think Frontier view us as as some kind of some kind of unofficial service to players. I think they view us as an extension of the players and they view, they view the, how the, 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 the number of third party sort of content creators and, and stuff. I think they view them as, as a, as a barometer of how healthy the player base is. The more there is of us and the more content we make, the, the more engaged the players are, which is the right way to think of it. Cause we're not on the payroll and we don't want to be. Um, so um, I don't think that, uh, and, and 
I think that when when people say um, when people say like, oh, sh- surely we should, shouldn't we just let you know X Y Z content creators do it? The I don't. I actually speaking for Sagai. Actually, I can't really speak for everybody, but speaking for myself as the editor, I I wouldn't actually want to. I like the journalistic freedom. I like the freedom to be able to say, do you know what? I don't feel like it this week. Um, we've all got jobs. We've all got families. We're all grown ups. We don't we don't really want to be unpaid un, unpaid writers for a for a video game for. 12 hours a week um we you know we 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 do we what we do is a celebration of the game and uh, and our jobs and 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 our role in celebrating the game is made a lot easier when the game has rich lore itself um and um and i I really don't think that that sagai or anybody else is in a position or, or actually if they thought about it hard enough would even want to be in the position where they took over the narrative for frontier because one it would be uh, it would become a job and two it would be um it would represent such a disconnect between narrative and game design um, I, I, which would I impact the game poorly yeah, I was going to say, say Steve, I completely agree with everything you said. I'm asking the question so that people hear the answers, if you see what I mean. So I, I yeah, ask the yeah, question so people don't have to. I, I'm completely <laughs> agree with you. You're the um, one of that question. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, Kai, have you got uh, a response to that? Yeah, so I 100% agree and respect the the position that Subarine is in and the statement that he's making, and and that's that's an obvious because you don't want to be in a situation where um, where players, people, private citizens are responsible for bringing the narrative to the game because that that's part of the lore and narrative are two things that are should be remain very tightly within the control of frontier development so that they can protect their intellectual property and grow the game as they best see fit to, to take that away and put that in someone else's hands would, would be completely unforgivable and, and reckless. So for sure it should be frontier development telling us their curated story that they want to put forth over and above that as a completely separate thing you have Galnet News Digest, you have uh, Sagittarius Eye Magazine, you have, you know, Lave Radio, various other and, and great uh, content creators on YouTube like like Burr and Exegius and Down to Earth Astronomy. They're making all of this great stuff. So while I don't want to excuse it and say, well, there's other stories to be heard, so therefore Frontier shouldn't continue to develop their game story. I do want to point out that this has all brought me to the point of wondering HCS, you know, voice attack or whatever, they, they do a deal with frontier development and they put out a free sort of a free product of here is the hook in that will play uh, audio, whatever. And then you go and you buy like actual voices separately. So what if, somebody way smarter with computers than me because I'm definitely an idiot and cannot do it. But if we were to get a actual in-game app that is completely separate, it's not, Frontier has no legal responsibility to it because it's created content. And then we were to put, somebody developed an in-game app like HCS Voice Attack has, and then Sagittarius I could be on there, um, you know, uh, the Burr Pit could be on there, Lave Radio, the Hutton Truckers, uh, you know, Exegius, Down to Earth. We could put a ton of different people could literally 
opt in where they 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 say, hey, I want to I want my content on this on this app or whatever. And then you had it out there because I know like even seen where Frontier Development has actually hyped stuff like Game Glass or HCS Voice Attack. And those are outside things as well. If they were to just say, hey, here's an app, here's a, a thing. And and because a lot of players, a lot of people in the community, they don't even know about Lave Radio or Loose Screws or Hutton Orbital Truckers or Down to Earth. Like there's a ton of players that have no real connection with the sort of the the meta community of this game. And therefore they don't know about Operation Ida. They don't know about the Hall Seals or the, the Fuel Rats or the Buckyball Racing Clubs or so many, uh, you know, hacks come and, and, and there's, there's, there's February 26th, they're doing Papa Clops. They're doing a special sh- like uh, uh, event where they're going to show people and bring people in and teach them, give them a master class on anti-Xeno combat. There's so many things in this community that so many players just don't know because they don't they don't engage in the meta and so if we were to somebody were to create an app and frontier were to put it out just saying like hey this is a private app just like they do with hcs or 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 game glass say this is a private thing we bear no responsibility but we're at least letting players know and then maybe 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 extra hundreds or thousands however many people would 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 sort of get on board that train and for the first time have the joy of finding out what Sagittarius I magazine is or or a good down to earth astronomy video. Right. Uh Shan, can, have you got you want to jump back in? I'm actually in agreement I'm actually in agreement with what people have been saying. Um I'm just trying to temper that agreement with reality check. Yeah, with well, that uh, elite isn't Frontier's only game. They have limited resources, and I, I'm kind of sure that David Braben and people like that would love Galnet to continue to be their outlet for this universe that they've created. So I'm sure they would have loved that. But sometimes the realities of business, I think, override. Yeah, I think yeah. A lot of the time, people keep on thinking this is the games business. It's not. It's business game. The business always comes first. And um, from and I'm quite sure Ben will back me up on this one. Is when you're in software development, you get a budget for the year, and uh, lo and behold, you don't get. Even though customers demand more stuff you don't get any extra budget to deal with it. So you've got to manage with what you're given. And I have a sneaky suspicion that Frontier have said, right, that's your budget for this year. Uh, work to it. And everybody else is going, okay, I'm doing my nine to five with a bit of overtime maybe. And, you know, I can't do anymore. And that goes back down goes back down to what we saw in the investors meeting where they said well, that there weren't really... I'm going to be focusing on Elite Dangerous until the new era stuff comes out. Suv? Um, two things. One, there's a really good gameplay point in Kaizen's, uh, in what he just said. Um, and that is that um, there is a, there's a benefit to Frontier in terms of uh, letting players know what their game contains by um, ordering the access to third-party stuff. Um, 
for, for players to when you first log into the game it's often it's not it's not immediately obvious um that for example the whole seals exist or that fuel rats is a is a is a way to play the game or that um or that the thargoid bases exist etc um the um a way a way to use community activity to uh, to help new players find their way around the game is actually a really really interesting idea um and it is different from handing over the reins of narrative to uh, to ultra nerds as people on the forum call us um and um accurately by the way um and um so i i think that there's definitely there's definitely um virtue in the idea of trying to broaden the um trying to trying to make uh, the all the richness of the meta community more um more easily discoverable from within the game um the other point i want to make is that and this this slightly ties into what you were just saying colin that um the um uh the fact that there are a hundred devs and most of them are working on new era and um and you know what galnet's been been cut sorry the cat's meowing give me a second i'll just let her out <laughs> we hear the sound of a cat going into orbit. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you're not feeding a cat. I space, I space that. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I approve the, um, this message. <laughs> uh, the uh, so 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 what we're doing is we're, what we're doing essentially as a community is shoveling expectation into the new era update. Um, Cumulatively, what we're all doing is saying, um, if you're if you're pissed off about Galnet, then you're then you're then you're decrying the fact that there's now an absence of any narrative at all in the game. Um, and if you're if you're not, you're either one of the people who doesn't care, or you're one of the people who's who says, well, you know, they're all working on new order. That's uh, not, yeah, the new era. That's um that's where all their attention is. They've got a limited budget. It's already allocated. They can't do everything. Mm-hmm. Yada yada yada. Totally agree. Totally, totally agree. The risk there is that we just snowplowing all of our expectations into the 2020 update. And narrative True. storytelling in the game has become yet another thing that we are now just saying, oh, it'll all be, it'll all be right with the 2020 update. And we, we, we've done that with a lot of things to do with the game. And it has now become, it has now become a panacea. Um, it's become our sort of go-to response XYZ is is ill fleshed out. XYZ needs work. XYZ ought to be revisited. Oh, well, don't worry. It'll be you know. Wait for the um, wait for the twenty twenty update. You know we haven't seen it. We haven't seen any any. Um, we haven't seen any action on XYZ which needs attention. Oh well, you know of course we haven't. We're working on twenty twenty. Um, you know we are now setting ourselves up for severe disappointment. Um, you know, I think we were anyway. To be honest, Steve, and you are completely right that it's human nature to do that but also i think we have to give frontier sometimes the benefit of the doubt in things like this and right. yes, yeah, they, they are encouraging us never gonna, i mean let's well, be honest 2020 is never gonna hit everyone's expectations it is not gonna be the everything to everyone or even the everything to 50 percent but what i'm hoping it is is it's an answer to some of the things that we've been looking forward to and a platform for some of the things that we've been looking forward to since the game first launched in 2014. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the one thing that um, I am concerned about, and this uh, this will probably be strike a chord with you as well, Sue, is the fact that when they cancelled the CGs and the interstellar initiatives at the beginning of the year, um, when asked, all right, okay, are you okay with a 
would you be okay with it if, um, you know, once fleet carriers are out of the way, are they coming back? And there's been kind of radio silence on that as well, which really, that's really what's got me <laughs> concerned. Yeah, that's true. And also, the um, back when fleet carriers were delayed, um, the uh, somebody said, "What about interstellar initiatives?" And I remember, I remember somebody somebody responded to that saying, oh, "Of course, of course, they're going to carry on." Um, but then, lo and behold, in the new year, it was announced that they weren't. Um, and um, when, so, sorry, I, I, miss, I missed out a bit there. When fleet carriers were were shunted back in the tail end of last year, somebody asked whether um, whether CGs and interstellar initiatives would be continuing, and Frontier said yes, they would. And then a month later, or six weeks later, they announced that actually no, they weren't. Um, and my concern, I think, the, in terms of the, the point of, sh- of shoveling all of our expectation forward to 2020, um, one, we are very much being encouraged to do that. Whenever, whenever Frontier explain why they are scaling back something or why they are, they are scrapping something or why, why they are discontinuing something, the, the answer is always all the devs are working on 2020. That's what they're doing. Like, and even back in 2018, when, um, when expectation was really, really high for what was going to come in the year after the Beyond series, which was widely viewed as a sort of taking stock, doing the groundwork before they, before they got stuck into the roadmap again. Um, Zach Antonacci's post in August of 2018 was, we're working on something really big, yet I know we don't have anything else to announce, but we're working on something really big. So we are very much, we have been trained for two years now to put all of our expectations and hopes into um, into the 2020 update. So I totally take your point that um, that we need to give them the benefit of the doubt and not not put our expectations into it too much. But if anybody from Frontier is listening, it, it, it's worth noting that we are... The players, we do really. We you you have sort of trained us to put a lot of expectation into into the twenty twenty update, and it would be worth sort of bearing in mind, um, bearing in mind that when thinking about like messaging when it comes to things like the future of Galnet. Okay, Kai, if you can unmute and and let rip. Sure, man. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I I'm really sorry that my uh, audio feedback was causing issues. So I'm gonna just go say everything in one go and then get the hell out so I don't ruin your show. Um, <laughs> oh, don't worry. There are things in this show that ruins itself. <laughs> so, so the first thing, multiple people have said this throughout the thread, and they've said, you know, like, well, okay, this is going to be another, we're going to push back fleet carriers now another six months. We're going to push back this for another year because you wrote a letter, blah, blah, blah. You can't keep holding it like a threat, like, oh, well, we're going to get rid of fuel scooping now. And if you if you complain about it, well, then for the fleet carriers, six months later, it's like, no, yeah, these, yeah. Are, these are these are things that were in the game. And again, whether you talk about taking away Galnet, you talk about taking away CGs or, or IIs, it, 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 there's a continuous stream sort of, of worrying um, lessening of the scope that I Absolutely. just want to to draw attention to and say that you can't, and if you mention it, you can't, you can't mention it in a thoughtful way without someone saying, well, gee, great. This idiot said that. So now we're not going to have fleet carriers for another year. I, I don't buy that. It's that's you're required uh, as, as, as a game developer to both create expansions for the future game and also give a decent service. Now that's, that's, it's just, it's just a thing. Um, I, I did want to say, 
uh, thank you guys for, for having me on here. I don't want in any way for it to seem like, you know, okay, well, this is just, you know, Kaizen visiting, whatever. Unfortunately, because of time restraints and schedules, uh, Ty wasn't able to be here and Trax wasn't able to be here, but I'm sure that the next time when we do some kind of a cross show, we'll have, we'll have everybody there because I'm, I'm just one, you know, small part of the loose screws podcast show. So whatever. And the, the last thing I wanted to say for the forum, for all of the many people that have, um, sort of disagreed with my point and had a different idea, but expressed it you know, sort of intelligently and thoughtfully and sincerely in, in the manner of, uh, of good discourse, in the manner of a free exchange of ideas. I want to thank you, even, even disagreeing with my idea and saying that you don't like it. That's, that's helpful to have all of the voices chime in and to say something, um, regardless of whether or not you happen to want what I want. Uh, I, I appreciate your being thoughtful and being civil. For all of the people who did agree, the many, Jesus, I'm shocked, the many, many um, people who agreed and clicked like on, on the post, and it's now up to like 24 pages or something of comments that the thing is just going nuts. I very, very much want to thank you for your, your kind words and, and, and for taking the time to read my long rambling post. Um, and for Frontier to Frontier Development, with their response today, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, I wasn't expecting that, you know, they were going to say like, okay, we're turning Galnet back on tomorrow because that's not realistic. They're, they're a large company and they have a budget and they have schedules and they have all kinds of things that they have to sort of factor in and that they have to, to do things in a, in a thoughtful way. They're, they're, it's not, this is not a situation of if you ask me or, or Sue or whatever, like, Hey, you want to, you want to go do a thing tomorrow? Yeah, sure. I can, I can commit to it. This is more requiring thoughtful planning. So I, I get that. Um, but I am a little disheartened by the nature of the response. This does not go out to, to Stephen because I know that Stephen is just the guy who is hired to read the response or to post the response and, and probably not the guy that, that crafted it. But the fact of the matter is, is <clears throat> I went point by point on the original message and uh, what they said, what Stephen and Paige said in yesterday's live stream was that they intended to do the same. They intended to review it point by point and to respond thoughtfully to, to the, to, to what I had said and what other people were saying. And um, I kind of felt that the response, unfortunately was just PR speak for Thank you very much for your concern. We're not looking to do that right now. Thanks. Goodbye. And it didn't really address the points that I made of, you know, the things that, 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 that are happening, that are concrete, that are in game. The Thargoid attack is of a different nature now than it, than it ever was before. Eagle Eye is different now. You could very easily, without accepting any submissions from third parties, you could point to things like, the consortium of uh, of uh, mineral and manufacturers will no longer be held uh, hostage by greedy commanders who are overcharging for void opals. We're now going to put in a system and bring you to heal. You could, you know, put in a, a, a thing. Of, we're pleased to announce that your ship launch fighter crew are now covered by your insurance policy. 
we're making the galaxy better for you. There's all kinds of things they could do 100% on their own without even accepting any outside um, contributions for fear of litigation or IP issues or any kind of problem at all. So, and, and, and lastly, for, for Drew Wagar, for uh, Down to Earth Astronomy, for Burr, for all of the people that have actually sort of, you know, tweeted or hyped it up or actually encouraged people to get involved, I, I would say thank you very, very much for your, for your help and, and, and for, for bringing, you know, every, it's a group effort to bring this to everyone's attention. And, and I hope that this demonstrates to frontier development that like, okay, you don't have to do it today. I'm, we're not children here. We're not going to throw our toys because we didn't get what we wanted today. And well, that's it. I quit elite and I'm deleting my account. No, I still love your game and I still love your, your universe. And I, I hope that you're hearing the people on whatever it's now up to like 24 pages. I'm hope that you're hearing these people and you're keeping it in mind when you allocate your future resources so that the budget is maybe redirected in a way that will just, we just want you to know there's a lot of people that care about that. And that's it. And thank you very much, guys. And I will mute so that I don't wreck your rest, the rest of your show. Uh, well, thanks for that, Kai. It was, it was very, uh, yeah. Um, ben and Shan, do you want to jump in at the end there? Yeah, I was, I was listening to Kai's very thoughtful response and it occurred to me is what we're talking about is actually a matter of faith in that do we as individuals have faith that Frontier will deliver the missing stuff to our expectations or don't we? And being sort of rational about it, the only way we can know that is to wait and see. Yes, sure, we can, we can point out and say, yes, we would really like this, this, and this. But in the end, the only way that we will know whether that faith has been repaid or not is when the update is released. So for me personally, yes, I do lament Galnet not being around and the the missing interstellar initiatives and all the stuff that we hoped and wished we would have seen this year. But, but in the end, we just kind of have to make a decision to say, do I have faith that it'll happen or it won't? And the sad fact is, is that if it doesn't happen, then that faith we've shown is very, very hard to recoup. Yeah, I mean, there's a, quite a lot of chat in the uh, in the Twitch chat at the moment saying that you know they, there's no way that they can deliver on the expectations and things like that. I mean, to be honest, I think Frontier have got a better chance at delivering the expectations than um, a certain other space game that we could mention. But um, I think less said about that, the better. I think No Man's Sky have been brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair point there to Ben. Because <laughs> uh, actually, quietly, that game's been doing very well. It's been upgrading again and again and again. Um, 
and everybody's been comparing the two, but I think, you know, the No Man's Sky story is certainly the comeback story of uh, of the last couple of years. But um, we're just, as, as Shan says, I mean, two and a half years for an update is, is, is an awful lot to go on faith, especially when for two of those years, we're not, we haven't had any significant updates and there's been paring down of functionality all the way. Th- all the way. I think um, a tell for me will be what the uh, fleet carriers are like. Yeah. Because oh, God, like yeah. Kai's, I, I personally don't buy the fact that, oh, we had to fix bugs, so therefore we delayed fleet carriers. The, the fixing bugs was a plausible reason for them to delay fleet carriers in the eyes of the public. But the reality was, was that fleet carriers were going to be delayed, bugs or no bugs. Well, I mean, you could speculate that again and again. And I think that the problems that they had with the September stroke October update, that put pay to fleet carriers being ready before Christmas anyway. Uh, Souverine? It is... um it is slightly irritating that um, I'm not I'm not a dev, so I'm probably speaking out of my ass. But as a as a punter, it's slightly irritating that we seem to be um, being told that we have to choose between, um, or it's a or it's a it's a zero sum between um, development, maintenance, and um, a narrative. You know, you can have you can have a, a living game world, or we can fix bugs, or you can have content. Take your pick. Um, but that's the and, same everything. Is it? I think you've. You, I think you've you previously can, well, made the point. Well, of, you, um, well, you can either have. Well, you can either have speed, you can, you can have quality, or you can have cheap. You can't have, you know. That's completely different. That's t- t- totally, totally different set of, totally different scenario and set of options. Well, <laughs> and I, actually, I think, last time this, you, this came up, I think you, I think you, I think you made reference to a couple of other MMOs that managed to fix bugs, create content, and um, and develop for the future at the same time. Well, I think one of the things that people do have to remember is that uh, one of the reasons that we are, we have this big content dearth is because they change their they they change their strategy about um, doing seasons. Originally, the the seasons was um, uh, was supposed to be like horizons, but horizons took too long. People didn't think they were getting value for money when they paid up front at the beginning when when you see what you got for horizons i I put that in doubt but because horizons i don't think sold as well as they were expecting that's why we've got the new era delay i mean i could i could be wrong there could be having to rewrite everything from the ground up anyway but anyway i think um, we're going to draw a line under that, and we we thank Kai for for joining us uh, on this discussion. Uh, and we'll be mentioning the loose screws quite a lot in the next section. So, if we could, we will go for a quick advert, and uh, and then we'll be back with some news from the community. Hey, buddy, why the long face? Exploring is boring. What? What makes you say so? Because I have to scoop for fuel at every single store. And then the voices I hear in the store tell me to... Whoa, sounds like you've got a case of space madness. What you really need is really big gas tank. What? With really big gas tank, you'll be sailing the Milky Way in style and comfort. No more hanging out at every stupid store just to refuel. It's as easy as honk and go. 
Gotta get the beagle point for a romantic interlude? Just honk and go! Wanna be the buckiest ball in the galaxy? Just honk and go! And if you fill your really big gas tank with patented Jumbonium 5000, you can honk and go, go, go! Gee, thanks, mister! No, thank you. Really big gas tank. Because why wait when you can honk and go? Jumbonium 5000 has been known to cause extra arm growth, outdoor mayonnaise, tripism, and spontaneous targo face. Use only as direct. And welcome back. Well, we're going to quickly um, uh, round up what's been happening in the community. Uh, obviously, we've we've had Commander uh, Kai and and this massive discussion that's been happening on the forum. But there's a, there's a few other things to to point out with the the rest of it. The first one is that Commander Garod has released a new uh, Elite Dangerous screenshots gallery website called Elite Shots. We'll, of course, put a link in the show notes for those of you who'd like to see it. Uh, and basically, he's trying to get a collection of the the, the best um, shots from around the galaxy there are. So, um, has anybody seen Commander Guard's new website? Yeah, I've seen and I've tried uploading a few things. I don't even know if I'd say they're not being as picky as saying the best. Um... It's just, if you have screenshots, upload them to that website as well as instead of whatever. Mm. Um, but they've got the goal is that it could become, hopefully, it's very early days at the moment, but they've got the goal that it could become a one-stop shop for finding and sharing Elite Dangerous screenshots. So you want to go off and find a shot of a nebula, you could have, you'd be able to say, show me a shot, shots of a nebula, please. Um, and it, so it's just, it's that kind of idea. Um, we'll see how it develops, but at, I mean, at the moment it's looking very nice. Um, and it's by the same guys who do Gal Photo, mm-hmm. or at least they're involved with it. And they're doing some curated content, shall we say. So, Anyone can go off and upload any old shit. But if you want to look at good photos, then they've got some photo editor type bods who can go off and say, this is actually not too shit. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, moving on from um, screenshots, we are going to touch on one yeah, the latest streamers, we have the Burpit. He has now celebrated 5,000 subs, so he's now up to uh, 5,230, I believe. Which is, is better than me, because I've only got 660. Which That's still I'm pretty not, good, Colin. I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even um, an, a YouTube devil, if you see what I mean. I'll, uh, I need to subscribe to you. I didn't even know that you... Uh, that you- but the old Top Shift videos, oh god, I haven't done one in, in about six months now because of because live radio just takes all my time. <laughs> and, we are a and content ben, vampire. Yeah, Ben's quite right. I, I would end up a yes. Uh, <laughs> That's great for the burpit. That's um, five thousand is is solid. They, they, I mean, they, oh, they're, they're pretty new on the scene, haven't they? They've been around for a year, a year and a half, two years tops. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like his Thargoid reports. I mean, the Free Alliance Regional Telecast tried to do that, but just like I said, you just can't keep that. 
And I think they do one thing. One thing that they've got a major benefit with is you've got Rini in the uh, co-pilot seat doing mm. the videography, which makes it look awesome. And it's always yeah. so much easier having somebody else take awesome photos where you go off and do the reporting. Must awesome be so videos. cool having uh, having your partner play the yeah. game with you and sit in the co-pilot seat. It must be super cool. <laughs> You're not secretly talking to the Suvette there, are you? <laughs> Might as well be. <laughs> oh, there's a. Is it? Are we talking uh, Commander Single again? Have you seen this on the Mobius? The the Commander Single no <laughs> memes. <is> it? <laughs> it's basically <laughs> it's a whole load of pictures of, of uh, these typical memes, like the girls thinking, "Oh, I bet she's thinking, I bet he's thinking of other women." And he's thinking, damn, I haven't got the limpets working right on that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, every, every, <laughs> every, every, things like that. I'll, I'll have to look it up. It's done by the Mobius group. So they're, they're always good for a laugh. Um, yes. And as, as we've had uh, Kai on um, earlier, uh, it should be pointed out the Loose Screws has a new website. Um uh, we will also include a link in the show notes. Um, also, they've just released episode 24 where they have a uh, a great discussion following on from Commander Exegius. See, managed it this time uh, <laughs> with his discussion with the pilot about pay to win and elite dangerous, which oh, there's a there's a can of worms if you if if you want to uh, if you want to see it. But they've managed to. Uh, take and deal with it in a very civilized manner which is always good to hear because we're all we're all about the the refinement and the civilization here on lavery we we are would you like would you like a cup of tea with them? yeah only if you hold yeah. it right with your pinky out uh, we, we have some <laughs> buttered scones too scones no scones scones and, and cucumber sandwiches with the crust you can keep your off. filthy freaking scone <laughs> i want a bloody scone all right, okay, we're all scones then. <laughs> I know, Shantaposh one. <laughs> it always has been scones. No, it's not, it's scones. <laughs> and you have to have your okay. cucumber sandwiches What's wrong on with you? Are you some kind of animal? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. It's Brexit all over again. <laughs> <laughs> At least our scones don't get some bloody gravy. <laughs> <sighs> Has that got anything moist? Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> moving on from the great scone scone debate please <laughs> uh, yeah the um a new thread has turned up in the forums called breaking news now for the, as any of you have seen these is like sort of bbc headlines but funny yeah they're very good they're sweeping the forums at the moment i'm greatly enjoying them Yes, especially the ones where we are man babies, apparently. <laughs> that person is insane. Like, you, you've got to be legitimately insane to... Uh, it, I mean, they're clearly, they're clearly a troll, but it is, it's, it's pretty breathtaking. <laughs> I know, it, it, it's making our Shan look nice. That's not yeah. right. <laughs> I am nice. <laughs> yes. And the other thing that we have to mention here is um, there is a commander called Commander Musketeer. Uh, he has just achieved, now ready for this, 100,000 CQC kills. That's insane. 
it is. And I, I've I've been several of those 100,000 because when I go on CQC, the guy's always there. And I don't know whether or not it is, we get the timing, the timing right or something. And yeah, what that guy can do flying a, um, flying a, a f- I think it's an Imperial fighter he flies. It's unbelievable. I mean, the thing about CQC is, of course, the higher the level you get, the more advantage, uh, the the more the better equipment you have access to. But the nice thing is, it doesn't give you that much of advantage. So he's still playing with top level skill, and I've seen him just wipe all other seven players out without him getting a scratch. And he's just there going, "You get." <laughs> That's incredible. It is. I mean, he's got a kill-death ratio of um, eight. So basically, for every wow. yeah, for every kill, he gets eight point nine kills to every death he has. That's incredible. Does the game provide your kill-death ratio? Oh yes, you, that, that is that is in your uh, your your stats. Oh, uh, he's cool. got a kill-death ratio of. Um, 8.9 kills to every death and a win-loss ratio of um, 3.73 wins to every loss. Now, if you are playing team deathmatch, you only get a win if you end up first. So, that it, it's phenomenal. Wow. Jesus. Yes. He, he must by far and away be the best CQC player there is. Oh, yeah. Definitely. With a, without a doubt. And... Um, He's, one of the things that he's, he said that a lot of people in the in the forum threads were saying, well, we'd like to have a go at that. And he's saying, well, on PC, it's actually quite f- easy to find a game these days. Peak time is normally between 6pm and 10pm UK time, and Deathmatch always seems to be populated. So it, it does seem that um, about that time, that's the best time for trying for CQC. Or if you're having trouble, there's always the the CQC Discord, which we'll, we'll come to later. Hmm. Right. Well, we've, we've got a question for people to ask uh, out. And this is from Mr. Tea Time. And this, this is quite a, an interesting little uh, community conundrum. Um, when playing or thinking about Elite Dangerous, what sci-fi movie or movie franchise do you think most fits the game? Or which one would you like it to resemble? I mean, um, the reason he asks is he thinks the color this colors people's expectation of the game and its style and its content, and also views on its development. But I think that's a really good question. I mean, do you want quickly just go around to see if there's anybody? You know, is there yeah. a oh, film? Go on. Uh, the Expanse. You think The Expanse? Okay, Ben. Two thousand and one. 2000? Seriously? Oh, okay. Uh, Soof? I don't know. Battlestar Galactica, maybe? <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to go with the later Battlestar Galactica as well. Yeah, that's the only one. have got three carriers on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, I, I plucked that out of the air because it's my favourite sci-fi show. I don't actually play Elite with any sci-fi in mind. I'm not, a, I, I don't watch Star Trek. I only watched Star Wars fairly recently. I don't, I don't, I don't no, play we're it. With, not, um, we're not going into the <laughs> We're not doing that again. <laughs> Skywalker thing again, because basically I just listened to the uh, uh, the podcast, your podcast, Sue. What is it? Go on, plug it. Parallel Worlds. Parallel Worlds. There you go. And I've just listened to episode six of that. 
uh, where there is a nice discussion. And of course, there was last week's, um, let's just say, a little bit of friction about that film. So... <laughs> I don't want it to to reoccur, so we'll we'll move on from there. But um, yes, this is the community question for for this week. When playing or thinking about Lead Dangerous, what sci-fi movie or movie franchise do you think most fits the game and why? So that'll be interesting. We've had a couple of fireflies in the chat. That that is also true. Commander Kaizen and Mac Winston uh, both say Firefly pretty convincingly. That's that 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 to me that feels the least supported by the gameplay mechanics. <laughs> well, it, it sort of it sort of does. It has a Firefly vibe in that Firefly has one season and then was cancelled. <laughs> and <laughs> oh wow! Oh meow! <laughs> and it, it is oh, that one season. That's why we paid him the big bucks. <laughs> there is a very good thing about Firefly in that. In Firefly, Mal and the crew of Serenity were essentially nobody, and so are you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Where the Firefly canon came from was Elite has had one season, and we had no more seasons, so it's been cancelled. Technically, we've had three. No, we've had one season, which is Horizons. Beyond was a, Beyond was a season. Yeah, they didn't call it a season, though, so technically he's right. Even though the first year of Elite Dangerous was technically a season as well. But they didn't call it a season. Mac says uh, it's not the mechanics, it's that the, at least in the TV series, Mal is not a huge hero, he's just a guy, which is um, absolutely the way that Elite is designed. Yes, we're, we're, not he- we're not space marines or heroes, we're just guys in ships. Space gypsies. We're not big damn heroes. No. I'm a no. big damn hero. Screw you guys. Really? You go to pieces so fast people get hit by shrapnel. <laughs> uh, I've been saving the galaxy, mate. Me and my anaconda. Hey, I've been doing that for months, but we won't... We won't <laughs> and we won't on, on that yeah. rank, are you calling after doing it, man? After saving the galaxy, have you not? You are the you are the Chewbacca, aren't you, Colin? You 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 missed out on the galaxy saving medal. Hey, I'm I'm still deadly. It's still it's, it's still <sighs> it, it's it's not a shamed uh, rank. Goodness gracious! I mean, it's not going to be that long until I reach elite. He says. If what is your combat rank, Colin? Because you've been deadly. You've been grind- okay, cool. Yeah. Yes. I was going to say, you've been, you've been grinding away at scouts for months and months now, so if it wasn't... Well, do you... Colin, being serious, do you... Oh, here we go. ...do NPC pilots? Um, I did, until, basically, um, you revealed to me that the NPC, N- NPC pilots steal your kill rating, and then I switched over to just a phantom by myself, and suddenly my uh, elite rating, the percentage starts really rocketing, and I went... Yep, I'm flying solo from now on. How much do they? Um, how much do they steal the kill rating? Uh, about fifty percent. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, um, that's interesting. I worked it out that you know sixteen scouts normally equals one percent of deadly, and when I did it with a with a uh, NPC pilot, it was thirty two to thirty six scouts. Ooh. Wow. Uh, yeah, because I was stuck on, uh, I think, 10% for ages going, why the heck is this not working? And then, of course, 
yeah <laughs> that's the reason why that's incredible I uh, know so um, before I go on to our shout outs does anybody have any final business nope nope it's funny that everyone's there's quite a few people saying Firefly now it's, it's... I get what they mean yeah I get it Kaizen says we're just hobos going job to job trying to get by like Firefly um Commander Ventura said Star Trek, but I don't think there's enough lens flare. Nah, no way. We don't we don't wear pajamas enough. Um Matt Winston says all the other stuff like the expanse and Star Trek follows a protagonist who's a big saver of something, and many of us, if truth be told, are anti heroes. I think certainly people mercenary. would like I think people would like it to be like Firefly. Um, but it's actually more like Red Dwarf, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that when we get, if I'm honest, my absolute, we're going off topic, but my, um, it, my, my absolute best case implementation of space legs would be to make Elite Dangerous like fire. Is that so that you can just dance along the corridor of your ship like the cat? That's mine. <laughs> That's mine. That's not mine. No, I said, I, I said Firefly, not Red Dwarf. No, I, suddenly, I, I all of a sudden, we've now got an image of Super in the cat outfit from Red Dwarf. I think we'll leave it there. So let's move on to the show. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I was going to say, if it was if it was like Firefly, there'd be two Inaras in Elite then, wouldn't there? Very true. Yeah, the problem is, and I am ashamed to miss the, uh, admit this, I have never seen Firefly. I have it on um, DVD ready to watch. I just can't bring myself to watch it. Because I know it ends so quickly. It's very shiny. It's small but perfectly formed. <laughs> well, moving on from there. I like ben. Oh, if I can. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh dear. As they say in Red Dwarf, we're a real Mickey Mouse operation. Anyway, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio. Um, Actually, when you you want professionalism, (laughs) don't go there. Uh, It broadcasts on a Thursday at half past eight uh, GMT, and you can tune at tv.forthemug.com, or you can just have the audio at radioforthemug.com. As we've mentioned before, for the the, the discerning commander, the likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous CQC. That's all one word. Um, we'd like to, like to thank everybody who's chipped in on the Twitch chat when, uh, and the, all the in-game commanders that have, have still not killed Ben. 300 voice, uh, void opals. 300 of the shiniest just, void opals. Just really? I mean... Rabbit, if you want 300 void opals, <laughs> Souverine, go for it, mate. Oh, and the subject yeah, of the genre. Probably it's only worth 30,000 credits now, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we need to give something more valuable. Uh, a rabbit's just passed out next to me. Oh, oh so peaceful. Did you kill it? Is it bubbling in a puddle in its own mouth? <laughs> it's not in its own acid for blood, for God's sake. It's not in a pot, is it? Boiling like in... <laughs> oh, this got weird. <laughs> <laughs> this has gone very dark. This has gone very dark. We, I've just got a very... Oh, very the head. <laughs> I just got... Are you thinking of the, the thing on Doom, are you? You sort of, you get, you finish Doom and you get back to Earth and then all of a sudden there's a picture of a rabbit's head on a stick. Is that what you're Hey, you, they should have that on Space Leg, shouldn't they? <laughs> rabbit's head on a stick. 
No, we're getting just weird. Um, we do have some other breaking news. Um, as of uh, uh, 10 o'clock, half an hour ago, um, ECM, um, the, uh, uh, the elite community meet, has only one ticket left for the, is it the 10th or the 11th of uh, April. Easter weekend, whenever that is. Easter weekend, yeah. And, oh, hang on. Oh, we just had an update. They're all gone. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry about that, guys. Um, yes, the, the last one went about 10 minutes ago, apparently. So, ECM, I'm afraid, is sold out. So, you missed it. And finally, Hot Mess, that wonderful uh, Hutton Trucker event where they're trying to deliver at least one ton of mugs to every single station. They have managed to get to 55.17% of all stations now have a mug. That's 30,479 stations delivered so far. There's only, there's out of 55,242. That's an awful lot of stations. The Thargoids, if, if the Thargoids want to burn the bubble, they've got an awful lot of work to do. What they should do then, they should have done is the Thargoids should have like stolen the Hutton's supply of mugs and lent them out to students to have their coffee and students never wash up coffee cups. So they should then give them back and then you get infected mugs going around the galaxy. Uh, so there we have, there we have um, Shan blaming the younger generation again. Uh, for for everything, so the the millenniums will, the millennials will, will kill us all. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I I have two millennial kids and they don't wash up anything. So I think I was speaking from experience here. <laughs> too busy bugling. Is that in the bugle podcast? Because that's very no. Good. Actually, actually, youngest youngest mini Shan is um, oh, of course, yeah, doing doing his farrier assessment this week. His farrier assessment. Yes, he wants to become a farrier. Somebody who puts shoes on horses. I like a horse vet, yes. Your family are insane. <laughs> no, they're what? just eccentrically what? British. Well, no, he, no, well, and the thing is, though, he's actually got a really tough time of it because um, last night, on Monday night, he, was, he did night guard, which basically means he works until 6 a.m. Hmm. and then at and then at 9 a.m., he had his first exam for a farrier. Yeah. Thing. So oh, he had about two, hour, two hours sleep. And then he had to do his Oh, bloody hell. Is, um, is, he the, is the farrier the same one as the beauty? Yes. Ah, interesting. So he's, so he's playing the trumpet because the Queen sort of has day trips at Buckingham Palace. So he needs to be bugled. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it's all go, really. Yeah, of course, there was me thinking of the Bugle podcast, and of course, I completely forgot about um, certain soldiers playing um, playing musical instruments for, for royalty. Um, well, he doesn't do it, bad for 18 years old. So. <laughs> I, I take it that he's recovered after the, the horse kind of threw him. Oh, yeah, he just, he laughs it off now. And yeah. um, he, he, did ha- he did have to put uh, 40 quid in the uh, bin tin. Right. So if the horse throws you, you put for, you've, you've basically, you put, you, you put money in and then at the end of the month or whenever it is, they all put the money together and go out for yeah. a booze. <laughs> Squaddies on the booze. God help us. 
well, well, the thing is, he's in central London, so 40 quid probably just buys you a pint. So, you know. <laughs> that much? Wow. Okay, um, of course, following up after this, we have the fantastic Galnet news as provided by Commander Wotherspoon. Uh, again, I'm hoping that uh, he's going to be generous this week and leave us alone. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I would just like to point out that um, no Commander Wotherspoons were harmed by me last week, regardless of what he said. <clears throat> uh, I was just watching Sorry, Karumba's comment in chat. The Queen needs to be bugled. Now there's a commentary to get you into the tower. <laughs> I, believe... I must be bugled. Oh, One must be bugled. One must be bugled. <laughs> oh, Any Shan is the man to do it. Sorry, sorry Colin, we're torpedoing your end of show. Bugled. We must be bugled in Pizza Express. <laughs> We're waiting for the trumpets and then moving on to trumps and all the rest of it now. So um, uh, we will leave these these guys uh, for the future for uh, to carry on with their brass instruments. Uh, but that's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at laveradio.com. Hit us up at laveradio.com slash, uh, oh, sorry, facebook.com slash laveradio. Tweet us at laveradio. Or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. <coughs> we have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Live Radio is, of course, recorded live on a Tuesday evening at half past eight GMT and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to uh, Ben, thanks to Souverine, thanks to Shan, and of course, um, thanks to Commander Kai from um, Over the Pond. And we hope that uh, you're back on the road and nice and safe. Uh, and special thanks, of course, goes to our today's tech specula- uh, specialist, specialist, Spe- specialist of Ventura. You can tell I'm getting tired. But until next time, commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
Damn it. No worries, guys. Hold the thought for two seconds. I'll be right back. According to uh, scientists, Uranus is full of methane gas. I think you're right, though, Colin. Galnet News Digest, 18th of February 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, pitchforks and burning torches. Let's corrode Colonia. Two minutes in sight after Sanderling Station Sprint. Apology after pedestrian muddle. Pitchforks and burning torches. In a well-rehearsed tradition this week, yet another open letter was delivered to the Pilots' Federation. The previous open letter asked that fixes for software defects should be prioritised. This open letter demanded an end to the censorship, which has meant no gallant articles being published for more than a month, prompting many commanders to take to the streets with their choice of pitchfork or flaming torch in one hand and their zimmer frame in the other chanting the battle cry. What do we want? Balanced press coverage of events happening in the galaxy delivered direct to our cockpits and also accessible through station services and Galnet audio. When do we want it? On a rolling weekly news cycle appropriate to the nature of the content being reported. The open letter also suggested that commanders could help provide leads to the Galnet journalists to make their lives easier and their reporting more effective. Unfortunately, it then went further to suggest that Galnet News Digest might be able to supply stories to Galnet rather than simply attempting to make fun of them. Something that would risk creating an infinite loop of Galnet and Galnet Digest reporting each other's stories. This was a suggestion too far and utterly and completely invalidates what would otherwise have been a perfectly well thought out and sensible suggestion. The Pilots' Federation has promised to read the open letter very carefully. Let's corrode Colonia. Crazy boffins of Canon Interstellar have come up with a wacky new wheeze, which will no doubt delight the inhabitants of Colonia when they find out about it. The so-called Crazy Colonia Corrosive Cargo Caravan aims to take as much corrosive cargo as possible from the bubble to our Canon's legacy in Canonia, where it will allegedly be used for a scientific study of Thargoid physiology. Given Cannon's previous record of care of Thargoid samples, they'll probably be piled up behind the facility, stolen by local pirates and sold on the black market. If Jacques Station isn't out of action within weeks, it'll be a total miracle. Commanders who assist Cannon in this madcap venture and who successfully deliver their toxic loads will be awarded ARCS Cannon by way of payment. In a manner similar to ARCS, ARCS Cannon are awarded on a seemingly arbitrary basis, with Thargoid Hearts earning the most at 10 ARCS Cannon, 
followed by Thargoid probes, Thargoid sensors and so on, all the way down to meta-alloys and Guardian technologies, neither of which are actually corrosive, and which are worth half an Arcs cannon each. Like Arcs, Arcs cannon cannot be traded in for anything of any use or value. In the case of Arcs cannon, they can be exchanged for a sense of smugness. The ships of commanders who attempt to assist cannon, but who forget to take an AFMU or corrosive-resistant cargo rack, are expected to be found littering the route to Colonia for years to come. The whole sorry adventure comes to an end on April the 1st, which the Cannon High Command seems to have felt was an appropriate day to draw a veil over the entire folly. Two minutes in sight after Sanderling Station Sprint. The long-standing elite racers Okinura Station Sprint Challenge has seen dramatic developments this week, with Commander Sanderling slashing the course time to within a few seconds of the magic two-minute barrier. The challenge, which was set way back in July 3303, requires commanders to undock from Fisher Terminal, exit the mail slot, turn and race to the far end of the station, looping round the habitation ring on the way, and then return to the mail slot again, looping round the habitation ring once more. The whole process then needs to be repeated a second time, finally docking back inside Fisher Terminal. The 3303 record was 2 minutes 18 seconds, but Commander Sanderling has this week smashed that record, recording a time of 2 minutes and 3 seconds. He did this in a Core Dynamics Eagle, using a combination of the agility of flight assist off and a press-to-deploy cargo scoop, which reduced boost velocity while maintaining all the dramatic manoeuvring benefits that boost confers, allowing tighter, faster loop-the-loops than ever achieved before. Sanderling is clear that the Federal version of the Eagle is far better than the Imperial sort in every way, apart from straight-line speed, suggesting that the Imperials might possibly be putting appearance ahead of performance. Having shaved 15 seconds off the course time, is the two-minute barrier just three seconds less than Sanderling's current time achievable? What would be amazing is if that barrier doesn't get broken. Apology after pedestrian muddle. A contrite member of the Pilots' Federation has admitted that they misled commanders into a wild goose chase. The soon-to-be-retiring member of the Commanders' Club posted a picture of a peduncle tree, giving the location and the message, Something is afoot. Many commanders convinced that this must be a new development in the story of the Thargoids, or perhaps some other new mystery, went rushing off to the system, which is 36,000 light-years from the bubble. Having arrived there, they found a peduncle tree, just like the one in the picture. The unnamed and somewhat sheepish Pilots' Federation employee explained that the message should have read not something is afoot, but this is afoot. Because the word peduncle comes, as everyone surely knows, from pedunculus, the genitive of foot, thus meaning the thing that comes from the foot. 
the Pilots' Federation has stated that it cannot be held responsible if some of its members were not paying attention during their Latin classes. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to. See you later.